Good morning. If, if you're new here, my name is Stan, and I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I am an S. And that's so it's easy to remember that because my name is Stan, right? Uh, the, uh, we've been talking about this uh, labyrinth, walking through the labyrinth. And uh, one of the things I wanted to show uh, is the labyrinth itself because uh, this sermon is going to be part uh, counseling and part uh, spiritual direction. Uh, part of what I do outside of being a pastor is I do spiritual direction with people. And so I'm going to give you a little taste of that. And if you don't like the taste, it's like food. You can just leave it on your tray and, and, and go get something better. All right? So, but the labyrinth is a circle, right? And, some, and it represents the fact that sometimes life you feel like you're going in a circle. And you keep going over the same things over and over. But one of the things we, t- we talk about in spiritual direction is life may seem like a circle, but it's actually like a corkscrew. So you're either ascending in the circle or you're descending in the circle. And part of what spiritual direction is about is which way are you going with these things? Because it, it, it's going to look like and maybe feel like the same thing, but there is an element of up and downness. And so the other thing about the labyrinth is you'll notice that, that as you journey on this circle, you run into certain blocks, right? Certain things. And that can be circumstances, but more often than not, it's people that you run into. And you have... Uh, not necessarily conflict with, although it can develop into that, but they just make you uncomfortable. If you're an S, you don't like people who are unfriendly, okay? And so that creates tension, okay? If you're a, a D, you don't like people who don't get to the point, right? If you are a C, you don't like people who don't have any, haven't thought through everything, if you're an I, you don't like people who don't like people, right? Because <laughs> you, you're a people person, okay? So what, do we, what I'm going to start off with is, so how do you communicate with, with, let's say you have a D personality, okay? So you're, you're, you, you're meeting with a D, so what are some things to be, keep mindful of? So here are some things. The overall thing is you, you need to be direct. If you're talking to a D, you, you get to the point because that's what a D is looking for is what's the point, okay? And in that, under that, there are some things. So you start with results and benefits that provide details as needed. So he doesn't, a D doesn't want a whole lot of detail. They just want the bottom line, okay? And they may, they, they may ask for certain things along, along that way, but... They just want the bottom line. That's what they're looking for. And if, if you aren't getting to the bottom line, that's creating tension in them, okay? The second thing is you've got to be quick and to the point, which is what I just said, right? That, that, that Ds are very aware of how fast this thing is going. And if it's not going, uh, they lose interest right away, okay? Or they are more likely they're going to try to speed the thing up, okay? 
And the last thing is you need to be able to challenge them. Okay? These do not mind you challenging what they're saying or doing because that's getting to the point, right? That's getting to the, to the place of, 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 of tension or, or whatever. So if you're like me, who do, doesn't like conflict, and see, that's a struggle with a D, right? To be able to challenge them. How about an I? Okay, how do you communicate with an I? The first thing is you need to be enthusiastic. I's are very relational. So you need to be positive, okay? If, you, if you're going in with an I and it's a real sad situation, or not necessarily sad situation, but you don't have any enthusiasm about what, what you're trying to pitch to an I, they aren't going to be very interested. Okay, they're, they're going to want to see something that involves people. So you need to be positively friendly. Okay, that, that I's are very interested in relationships. And I's are, and D's are similar in that both of them are very fast-paced. So if you, if you don't immediately show enthusiasm with an I, they're going to lose interest right away. So it, it needs to be quick, okay? They, you need to provide praise, okay? And what you're going to notice in all of these things is it's not just those certain styles that this is true for. This is true for all relationships, okay? Because all of us have certain qualities of the other styles. And so it's not a bad thing to be praising people. It's not a bad thing to be direct with people. It doesn't have to just wait for it to figure out if you're a D or an I, okay? Validate their self-worth. An I likes to be the center of attention. He, li he or she wants to be uh, having people around them and, and basically to be able to gather them around and, and talk and interact, and, and that, that's exciting to them, right? If you had a party, they would be the, the, the person who attracts all the people and, and gets them all involved, and, and they're like the center. Uh, Reggie Jackson used to talk about him being the straw that stirs the drink, right? An eye is the straw that stirs the drink, right? It gets everything all moving and excited, okay? If you don't know who Reggie Jackson is, I'll tell you later, okay? Uh, you give them a feeling of, I need you. Okay, an I is very relational of all the types. It, it's the most relational style. And so it needs to know that you, you value the relationship with them. And so, so they need to hear uh, in not just words, but in, the, in your actions and, and the way you interact with them, that they're needed. And, and it needs to be a genuine needy. Okay? Next is an S. Okay? And... With an S, the most important thing is to be friendly, okay? Because I can tell you as an S, if you aren't friendly, I'm going to already be at, at odds because it's going to be tense, okay? Because I don't like people who aren't friendly because I'm relational in that way. Not like an I, but before I, I can really move with someone, I need to know we're okay, that our relationship's okay, okay? So you need to be patient because an S and a C, in contrast to a D and I, are slow-paced, 
they'll take things slowly. So uh, it's not that I don't like things that are fast, but I'd never ride on roller coasters. Okay? <laughs> I like things slow paced. I like to be able to, to do things at a slower, slower pace. And that's not just because I'm old. I never like the roller coasters, okay? The other thing is you have to be easygoing. I don't like people who push. And so, so when I run into a D and I think they're pushing, then that's the point of attention, right? Because I'm easygoing. I'm easygoing. And, and, and so that's a point that, I need to, that you need to be aware of with communicating with an S like me. So uh, the other two things, uh, well, I mentioned pushing, but be low-key on objectives. My wife had an issue with this. Um, what, I, what, what that basically means is this. I'm going to value people over an objective. Okay? So if you come to me and you're pushing an objective, even though you're, you're being very slow, and I feel like you're neglecting people, that's going to be a tension point. So I'm going to value people over objectives, okay? And that can get me in a lot of trouble, but that's the way I am, okay? Uh, and lastly, they, this is kind of con in conjunction with don't push, is to let them respond at their own pace. Okay. If you try to push an S, it will not work. Okay? They, they, uh, S's are very capable of using a lot of coping skills, and primarily deferral, and, be, and being able to deflect things. Okay? And they can make it so that they'll just slow it down, even though they, they seem to be on board, they'll just slow it down. Okay? <laughs> That's an S, okay? The last one is a C, okay? And the most important thing with a C is you need to be thorough, okay? You need to, to have everything thought out and, and put out. Because if you're going to communicate with a C, they're going to want answers. And so the first thing is that give clear facts, Okay? Unlike a D that just wants the bottom line, a C wants to know how did you get to this point? And they want it clearly spelled out to show that you thought about this, okay? And the next thing is you present ideas objectively. They don't like to be, uh, a C is very uh, oriented toward facts and object objectivity. And so if you talk, start talking about feelings and things like, oh, this is going to feel so good and things, that really doesn't move them, okay? It's, it's going to say, well, 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 what are the facts? What, what are the, what's going to be happening here, right? Uh, they tend to be uh, also people who don't like to be rushed, okay? Which is why they will ask you to... to to explain yourself. And if you're like a D who wants to get things done quick, this is like torture, right? How come you can't, you can't just trust me? You can't just see that this is going to work? Why do we have to go through it? Okay, but to a C, that's very important.
okay? And you need to be specific and precise, okay? A D and an I tend to be less detail-oriented. They're more general. And so with a C and an S, they're more detailed. And so you need to be precise and specific, very clear, okay? So those are, these things are just, if you go to a counseling book, you'll find these things, okay? They aren't specifically oriented in the scriptures, although you'll find them in the scriptures too, okay? And what I, what what I want to do now is kind of go through when, if you are a D and you meet another D, what are some things that can cause some tension, okay? And so if you're a D and you meet another D, you, your tendency to over-control a situation which may reduce their freedom and ability to control their situation. In other words, you're both going to be fighting for control, okay? Because a D likes to be in control, okay? And so when he runs into a, he or she runs into another D, they want to have control, and so they're fighting for control. Or that can be an area of tension, okay? With each of these areas of tension, it doesn't have to lead to hostility, Okay? It's just be aware of it. Be aware that that's what, what might be going on in the relationship and to, to be able to talk about it and work it through. Okay? If you're a D and you meet an I, you're concerned for results accompanied by a lack of concern for a motivational environment. Because an I is, is going to care about, well, is everybody you know, just excited about this and, and they're going to want to see everybody moving together and things. And a D, you just want to get it done, right? They, you don't care what the environment is. Let's get, let's get this thing done, right? And so that's going to be an area of tension because to an I, yeah, you, you want to see things happen, but you want to see things happen with a lot of people. And you want to see involvement, right? With a uh, D and an S, you're, you're going to run into attention to not listening uh, not taking enough time to listen, your priority over, of time over relationships, like I kind of described, right? And S is going to care about, well, are we, are we deepening the relationship in, in the task we're doing? You know, how, are, we, are we bringing the, everybody along in this? And a D is going to be concerned, we've got to get this thing done. And if, if they can't do it, then we'll just find somebody else, Right? or something of that nature, okay? So, a D and a C, you're being so quick but not thorough enough, you're a high-risk orientation. In other words, like I said, a C is more slow-paced, okay? Because they're going to want to gather facts, they want to want to gather all these things, and a D is quick-paced because they see it, they, they, they got the bottom line, they want to get to there, right? And so that's going to create tension, Right? Because a C is going to want to see it more thought out and, and it's going to bother a D because a lot of times the D hasn't really thought it out. They just know that that's where we need to go and, and let's just do it and we'll figure it out on the way that, 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 how, to, how to make this thing work, right? Which, you know, uh, that's a point of discussion, right? And, and things. Okay. If you're an I, uh, and you meet a D, 
from your end, your lack of results orientation and your being too emotional and talkative, that is what's going to bother a D, right? Because you're going you're to be aware of emotion. You're going to want to talk, right? Eyes love to talk because that's interaction with people. So that's going to be a point of attention. An eye to an eye, your desire for visibility, especially if it reduces their visibility. There can only be one center of attention, right? And so as an eye, you're going to be, if you meet another eye, there may be a competition between who gets the bigger following, right? And, and so you need to talk about that because you can work together in it, okay? I do an S, the lack of death, some of your relationships, your quickness. Again, S is very slow, and S values deep relationships, which takes time. Okay, an I values relationships, but it's a multitude of relationships. And, and it doesn't have to necessarily be deep. It can be very uh, quick, and that's, that's the preferred thing, right? So... Uh, now I do a C, your lack of attention to detail, your impulsive tendencies. Okay, an S is not uh, as detailed as a, as a C, okay? Because a C is going to have things really researched and thought out and things. It, uh, Tim is a C, so if you're going to compare his sermon with my sermon, you're going to see he's more detailed and uh, a lot smarter, okay? <laughs> so, but that's, that's because that, that's where we're different, right? And what's going to also bother is I can be impulsive, believe it or not, okay? That, that if, if there's something that I think is going to help the relationship, I can just go after it and deepen it and not really think it through and think, is that really good? Is, is, it, is it really right? Is it really helpful? Uh, at the worst, it can be what's called being people-pleasing, so in order to just have the, this person be happy, I do this, even though it may be leading to enabling them to do destructive behaviors, right? But I just want them to be happy, right? Okay, keep them calm, right? Okay. With a, uh, the S and a D, my reluctance to change and my tendency to be indecisive. An S will fight change if he, if he or she feels that it's going to be disruptive, too disruptive. There's a, there's a level of tolerance for disruption, okay? And if it's too disruptive, they're going to say, well, let's think about this, which the D will interpret as being indecisive. Yeah, we decided this. What, 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 why are you dragging your feet on this, okay? And, and so that's an area. And S, uh, uh, S to S is lack of initiative. Uh, if two S's get together, there are, there's not a whole lot of things that they wanna change, if any. They will just let everything stay the same and, and if something uh, like the tree example, like something happens, you're going to try to figure out, well, how do we make this be calm and, and aren't going to care about what, what the implications are. We just want everything to be calm, okay? S and a C, uh, your people orientation rather than an analytical approach to task. In other words, uh, this is where I, I talked about enabling, right? 
when, when someone's in a, in a bad situation as an S, my tendency is to let's make them feel comfortable. Let's help them feel like everything's going to be okay. But a C would research it and say, well, what, what is the cause of this? What's happening? You know, what's the best approach to taking this? And maybe it's not necessarily just letting them be uh, happy with it, but, but maybe there's things they need to consider. So how do we, how do we address those things? Okay. Those are some tension areas uh, for S's. Now under C, a C and a D, your slower pace and more methodical pace, your low risk orientation. Okay, that's the, from the perception of a D. If you're doing things slow, you aren't risk taker, right? You're just wanting to play it safe, okay, in their view, okay? So you, be, you need to be aware. That's what, that's what, what is causing tension with them. A C and, a, uh, and an I, your tension to detail and lack of spontaneity. And I doesn't really want to hear about, well, what's the factors involved here and things like that, right? The, the analytical thing. They just want to, let's do it. Let's, let's have, you know, things happen, okay? And, and a C would want to make sure, well, let's make sure what's happening is really moving in the right direction, right? Okay, a C and S, your tendency to not let them know how you feel, okay? A C may have strong feelings, but a C's feelings are not the first thing that they're going to bring up. They're going to bring up the facts because that's where, that's where they are, right? And to an S, that's, that's a tension because the S is going to want to know, okay, that's fine, but how do you feel about this? How does this make you feel? Okay? And so that's the, the tension that you're going to run into. A C and a C, your desire to be more right or correct than they are. What happens with, when two C's get together oftentimes is you just spend a whole lot of time analyzing things and making sure it's correct, okay? And, and you, you'll just be constantly revisiting the thing and, and finding fall, flaws and then, okay, we've got to do this, we've got to do... And you never really get anything done, okay? Because you're just analyzing it, Okay? Which again, to a C, that's okay, because we're slow-paced, right? We don't, need, we don't need to see speed. We just need to make sure everything is, is perfect, okay? Okay, those are some things. Uh, let me caution you, okay? I'm not giving you these things to manipulate people, okay? I'm not giving you these things to, to uh, the Bible says, Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies, okay? Which basically means when you have some knowledge, the tendency is to, to use it as a weapon for selfish reasons. So I would caution you against that. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some scripture here to kind of give you an idea of what the, the atmosphere of relationships needs to be between different styles, Okay? And the way we're going to do this is, in, in spiritual direction, we have a uh, concept called Lectio Divina, which means letting God speak in his word. And so I'm going to give very little instruction, okay? 
I'm sorry to all the C's who want to, to have this very detailed in things, but this is my essence, okay? And, and I'm going to let God just speak to you through the, the scripture. I'm going to just read it. And this first time, I'm going to read it twice in two different versions. The first time through, what I just invite you to do is this. If there's a word or a phrase that sticks out to you, I want you to hold that and, and, and spend some time with God. We're gonna be, I'm going to let you spend some time with God with that. But just be able to hold that, okay? So this is from a version of the Bible called the Common English Version. And it's from Romans 12, okay? And it goes like this. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Be best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hope. Stand your ground. When you're in trouble, devote yourselves to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people and welcome strangers into your home. Bless people who harass you. Bless and don't curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and cry with those who are crying. Consider everyone as equal and don't think you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. Don't think that you're so smart. Don't pay back anyone for their evil actions with evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. The next version I'm going to read from is called The Message. And it's a, more of a paraphrase than a translation, but... Uh, I think uh, Eugene Peterson has some good thoughts here. So what I would invite you to do as I read through the message is this. If there's an emotion or something stirring inside of you, take notice of that. And spend some time thinking, well, what is the source? Where is that coming from? Okay? So this is the same passage from the message. It says, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expected. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If, it, if you've got it in you, get along with everybody. That's the, 
desire of God for the atmosphere in which your relationships are. You don't ignore things that are bad, but you don't let those things pollute the atmosphere. And, and so what, I, what uh, I wanted to do was just let you have some time to, to think about this. And, and so uh, I'm going to give you some verses here that uh, talk about why God invites us to look inside of ourselves. Okay? So the first, uh, this verse is from 2 Corinthians, from the message again. Paul writes this. Test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Sometimes the biggest enemy of, of this is comparison. And so this last verse is, when you do your examination, don't be comparing yourself to somebody else. This is what Jesus said to Peter at the end of John. And he says this, again from the message. When Peter noticed him, and that him is John, he asked Jesus, Master, what's going to happen to him? Jesus said, if I want him to live until I come again, What's that to you? You follow me. And that's what Jesus tells us all. It's not a matter of comparing ourselves to somebody else. Or even comparing ourselves to what we think we should be. It's a matter of, are we following him? And his message is, he wants you to follow him. Because out of every single being in the entire universe, there is only one that fully knows you and fully loves you. And that's Jesus. That's God. And there isn't a single thing that he has to get over to make the statement, I love you. Because the cross has done all of that already. So I want to close with a little exercise that we do in spiritual direction every once in a while. And if, uh, if you think it's too weird, I'm sorry. And you can, again, just leave it on the plate and, and pretend like uh, it's decoration for the plate. But what I want you to do is this. I want you to take your, your two hands and make a fist in front of you, okay? And as you make your fist in front of you, I want you to squeeze really tight on that, in that fist. So squeeze it, let your fingers f go into your palms, maybe you feel the pressure, you feel the tension. That's what it's like sometimes in a relationship, that it's, you're being squeezed, right? And maybe it gets to the point where you wanna take your fist and punch the person, right? And so the, the fist represents a point of tension. So what I would invite you to do is this. Look at, in your relationships, in your soul, in, in the places. Maybe it's a tension against yourself that you feel like, you know, I hate myself sometimes. 
why do I do what I do? That's point of tension, right? So all I invite you to do is whatever the Lord might bring into that space of consciousness for you is imagine that tension and that thing being in the middle of your fists right now. And so what you feel in that fist is what you feel in that relationship. And that tension and that oppression is there. And what I would invite you to do is this. God comes to you. And God's a three three-person God. And I would invite you with whatever person of the Trinity you want to connect with to hear from them. So maybe it's God the Father and God the Father comes to you and says, I have all authority and my authority is not authority that's meant to oppress and make you do things. But my authority is one that is designed to set you free from that which oppresses you. So what God the Father may be saying to you is, I want to take away the tension. I don't want you living like that. I don't want you living a two-fisted life. That I want to set you free. And maybe it's Jesus. Okay? And Jesus is like a person or is a person who went through tension. You read through the Gospels, Jesus had a lot of tension in relationships. And what he invited was come and share. And so what he might be saying to you is, I want to share that tension. So open your fist and let me have it. Let me share it with you. And then there's a person of the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Holy Spirit is the one who wants to, to come alongside of us and say something like this. That I know it's hard for you to even open your fist up. And you don't feel like you have the strength to even do that. You hear the invitation of the other two persons of the Trinity, but you can't do this. And he's saying, yeah, you can't, but I can, and I want to, and I want to help you. And the Holy Spirit is, is pictured as a wind or fire. So whatever imagery may be more helpful to you, whether it's fire burning away the things that entangle your muscles from being able to release this thing, or if, it, if it's wind that needs to blow away all kinds of dirt and, and garbage that, that has affected the hinges so that you can move. Whatever it is, that's what he's, he's saying. So as you hear whatever person of the Trinity you have, I would invite you to open your hand. And as you open your hand, feel the release. And that's what God desires for you, is to be released. Not through your own effort, but with him.
And then I would invite you to put your hands with palms up and be able to receive what God has for you. Because it's not just release from bad things that God offers to us. It's good things. And, and we need, but in order to receive those good things, a lot of times we have to release the bad things because those things clutter and keep us from being able to receive them 